And hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You on another Thursday night. Thank you for joining me here in my home studio. And uh, it's always um, it's always amazing that people take time out of their uh, their busy day to tune in here. Uh, those that come in here, uh, reminder: we are streaming again on both uh, the YouTube channel and also on Let This Mind Be In You Ministries on Facebook. If you just type that in, you can watch that right now. We are live. And uh, this time, um, prayerfully, we don't have any of the same issues as far as the lagging and skipping. Um, I tried to make some adjustments, so hopefully that'll work. Uh, if not, I'm going to uh, try not to let it bother me this time, uh, distract me, and to just keep going because the audio shouldn't cut out. Um, if you notice, uh, as we're giving a few minutes for people to come in here to both the stream on Facebook and also on YouTube, uh, just a reminder about all the different platforms that we're on. We're on. Um, we're on audio podcast formats, both on, let's see, we're on iHeartRadio under Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. Just go ahead and look that up, as well as on Apple Podcast. And let's see, oh, Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Uh, brother out there, let me know that that was streaming to that. And also, you can, if you're on uh, just the internet and not on an app, you can look it up under uh, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com, and you'll see it up there later on. Um, these won't be coming out live, but of course, later on, they'll be showing up. Um, so with that being said, let's uh, go to the stream to see. We got uh, six people. Um, six people, and I apologize. I never went live on YouTube. So YouTube is about to get the feed here. <laughs> well, that uh, that hasn't happened before, but again, not everything happens to uh, the way it's always supposed to. I apologize about that. Those that are on YouTube, um, I forgot to hit the go live on the page. I let that one slip. I apologize about that. Uh, Facebook, for some reason, starts right up at 9 o'clock. And I think that's because I set it up as an event. So maybe I should do that here on YouTube so I don't mess that up again. I apologize about that. So if you're on YouTube, um, all you've missed so far is me just talking about the, um, the different audio podcast streams. And I really uh, apologize for the, uh, the oversight as far as starting the, the stream. <laughs> and Brother JT says, there he is. Sorry about that. Uh, I messed that one up. Again, this is the only the second time restreaming out. And um, like I said, Facebook goes right away at 9, 9 p.m. And um, yeah, YouTube, I should have set it up to do the same thing. With this restreamer uh, that I have here on Caster, uh, that's the program that I'm using um, to restream out to two different places at once. Um, Everything is, is being streamed out there, but on YouTube, I just still need to hit that go live button. My apologies, but you didn't miss much. And uh, so I, I just want to say thank you and welcome again to Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, so tonight, uh, before we get started here, I, I guess we have about, uh, we got about seven or eight people coming into the YouTube. Um, I can't tell how many on Facebook as of this moment, how many people are actually um, tuning into that I, I can't tell that right now i probably there's probably some way to do that but i don't want to get distracted anymore i want to get started right away here uh tonight we're going to be in romans 12 all right so the past several weeks we've been in romans 9 10 11 
And just really quickly, I just want to reinforce exactly what this letter to the Romans is. <laughs> the book of Romans is a letter, and so we need to read it in context. All Paul did over the past three chapters was remind them who they are now. They, um, there's a lot of problems with the, uh, the, those of the circumcision. Paul uses that in uh, Galatians. We'll see that tonight as one of our uh, reference verses that we'll go to. And also with the fact that they were Judaizers, they were trying to put people back under the law and the different days and in the eating of meats and so forth and so on. We'll get into that tonight, but don't get it messed up. Paul is speaking to the brethren. He makes the distinction in chapter nine when he tells the brethren, the saved there that he's writing to about the brethren that are as of his in his flesh. That's why he makes the distinction. So again, read it in context. This is to the church. So when he says things like in Romans 10, which we preach, they were preaching that exactly as he was talking about. Um, so again, I, I, I don't know why that's such a, uh, a controversy, as we've talked before. Um, it just is what it is. Read it for what it says. Okay. I know, I know there's a lot of people out there to think differently, but please. The King James Bible, I just want to make this point. The language in it is very specific. God said that he would preserve his word, his perfect word. And if he preserved a word, no matter how small that word is, it's there for a meaning. And don't conform the Bible to what you're thinking. Let the Bible conform your thinking. Let this mind be in you. All right, so I just want to welcome those that came in. There's a uh, Jay Stoy. Pardon me. I believe that's it. Jay Stoy and uh, Brother Swope. Good to see you, brother. Brother Adam Moore. I sent you an email, brother. I believe that's you that's been emailing me back and forth, uh, Brother Moore. And I sent you one back in response to um, your email. Um, that's a real good reminder. LTMBIY at yahoo.com. Feel free to send me an email. I will try to answer it and respond to it as quickly as I can. Now, as uh, more and more people, uh, may start sending more and more emails, um, I may have to start answering those here on, on the stream or something like that. So um, please, if I don't get back to you right away, I'll try to answer them on a, on a live broadcast, okay? So again, I just want to go through a reminder of what Romans 9, 10, 11 were about. And uh, now, as Paul transitions in this, in this chapter, he's still speaking in the same context of what he was speaking to those now in Christ. There is no difference between Jew or Gentile. He's making that clear. Uh, it says hey, he is not put away. He gives a warning in, in Romans chapter 11. He's giving a warning to those of the Gentiles because one day the, the time of the Gentiles will come in. You know, they'll, they'll, that'll be done. And once again, God will deal with his chosen people, the children of Israel. Uh, that's the, the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, um, and he will deal with him again. It's called the time of Jacob's trouble, and so there will be that time again. But he's telling those believers, brethren, what it's all about now. Stop going back to the law and trying to put yourself into subjection to that. Christ fulfilled the law, that which you could not do of yourself. The reason why you had to keep bringing sacrifices. Remember the theme of, the he of Hebrews when we went through that, the book of Hebrews, dealing with almost the same exact thing. 
By the way, brethren, sisters out there, the church as a whole and local bodies deal with the same exact issue. Okay? It just happens. And um, Paul's saying there's a lot of things, a little minuscule things and things that just don't matter in the long run. Stop arguing about and we're going to get into that tonight. Okay. Now, just to say whether or not, is he still writing to the church? By the way, this letter is to the church. I'll remind you again, and if there's any kind of confusion on that, look in verse number one of Romans chapter 12. So open your King James Bible. There's a reason why we use it. It's God's perfect word for the English-speaking people. He preserved it. There's no mistakes in it. Every single uh, thing in it is in it for a reason. So go to chapter 12. Chapter 12 and verse number 1. It says here, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye, speaking plural, that's speaking to everybody within that body there, it applies to us, everything, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And don't you like that? How much more clear can God be? the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul writes here, this is your reasonable service. He's done all for you. Don't you think it's just reasonable that you would give all to him? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, everything. That's why when we get into, uh, there's a, a section in here, it gives in, um, it starts talking about giving. That's why I, I've mentioned this before in my streams. Um, that uh, we are no longer under the law when it comes to giving tithes and to the storehouse. Now, before anybody gets messed up, the tithe, if you want to go back to the book of Leviticus, if you redeem your time or redeem what those things of the fruits of the field, it's more like 25%. So if you want to put yourself under that, go right ahead. It's 25% if you want to be biblical with money. Second point. In the New Testament, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ gives an example of the widow lady, and he points out that she gave all, and she gave two mites, which is hardly anything. It's like a tenth of a penny or something, but she gave all. Christ gave all for you. Present all to him. Well, Brother D'Angelo, I just don't know how much God would have me to give and what to. Well, within your local assemblies, God will show you what that is, and we're going to get to that tonight. Just want to bring that up again. Please don't get it messed up. <laughs> you know, we do give. Those that uh, sow sparingly shall reap sparingly as well. Those principles are there. However, don't let anybody put you under the curse that was meant for the nation of Israel for not bringing their sustenance, their tenth, into the storehouse to store the food and the animals and so forth and so on so that the Levitical priesthood could eat. Okay? That's another subject for a different day. If you want to ask me any more questions about that, please feel free. All right. All that from verse one. <laughs> Let's get into verse number two. Um, and if anybody's on Facebook or monitoring this on Facebook and anything uh, gets messed up, it looks like I only have like one person over there. So but that's okay. All right. Back to the word of God here. It says in verse two, and be not conformed. Um, you can. You can say this if you've never heard that word before. If you're new to the Bible, you can look that up. But conform, meaning, meaning taking on that appearance. 
it's molded, so to speak, like a, like a piece of clay, like you can fashion it. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How do you do that? By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The will of God for your life, the surrender to the will of God, the surrender to the Holy Spirit. That's how we renew our minds through the Word of God. And not just in word, but also in deed. All right, verse number three, for I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. (coughs) Now, all I did here is wrote down just one little simple thing for this verse. Remember grace. Remember, don't forget grace. Don't forget. Don't forget. Be reminded every minute of every day, were it not for grace, where would you be? I think that'll correct our thinking on our day-to-day life. I sort of I labeled this um, this video or this stream to be the spirit-led, spirit-filled Christian walk. How do we do this? The roadmap, the guidebook is right here. And one of the main things that will correct your thinking is to not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. That's what it says, doesn't it? Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, seriously. Just consider it seriously. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. It's his faith. The Holy Spirit of God convicted you at one point in time, and you listened, you surrendered your will by surrendering you called upon the name of the Lord. And I'm going to get to that when we talk about prayer here in a second. Now, verse number four. Now, some questions have been raised. Uh, I just I was on a phone call today, and uh, uh, I was challenged. Uh, somebody asked me a question about, is there such a thing as a local body? Is that a thing? Or is it just you know an assembly? Or is it considered churches? as the, the Bible says. And, you know, because we're just talking back and forth, and that brother knows who you are that's uh, hopefully listening. Um, right here in verse number four, it, it spells it out. And I could not think of this earlier. And uh, I texted this brother, and I said, hey, I, I'm going to respond to your question. And here it is. Verse number four, look at the difference between verse four and five. Look with me now. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. That should kind of ring to uh, kind of similar to 1 Timothy 3 and verse 1, the office of a bishop and so, so forth and so on. Uh, all throughout the uh, uh, Paul's letters, he speaks about, you know, some gave some prophets and so forth and so on. There's different administrative offices. There's different positions, so to speak. Not titles, but positional kind of authority God has set up within these local bodies. Because see, look at that. We don't believe in a bishop. And when it talks about a bishop, that office there is over, I don't know, 
this archdiocese of of America or something. We're not we're not Catholic here. There is one body though. So check out the very next verse. So we so since this is the case, so we being many are one body in Christ and every one members of uh, one of another. Now So if that's the case, if there's a, a body, there's offices within these local bodies, that's where I, I believe it's very clearly speaking that this is a local body, just as an example of the one body in Christ Jesus, who he's the head. There's no pope that's the head of this church. Jesus Christ is the head. Um, uh, you give a cross-reference here. You can go in, out of verse 4 to 1 Corinthians 12 and see the similar language here, though, for a local body being like the one body in Christ. We see that very clearly here. So I hope this answers the question for that, uh, that brother that asked it to me earlier today. Okay, I think this is very clear. If it was speaking of the same body that same, like in that same sentence, because look at it, it's all in one sentence. It doesn't make sense to make the distinction if it's speaking about the same thing. If body is just meant to be used with the body of Christ, the entirety of the world, the saved world, why even mention it twice? It's because there's two different things. The, sm- the local body, the individual, the called out group of believers, the church within these local communities, wherever it was, whether it was Thessalonica, whether it was in Colossae, so forth and so on, there was churches that were called, seems like to me, bodies. Within those bodies, there was offices, not titles, not some sort of grand um, robe-wearing people that so forth and so on that have the preeminence over people. But there is a body, and God has a structure within that, and that's the authority that's given. Okay, that's for safety and also for accountability, as you see in, uh, where is it? Uh, I think it's First Peter. Okay, I hope that clears that up for some out there. If you got more questions about that, ask. Okay, not only that, I encourage every one of you out there, okay, there's something about the way God has set it up for us to be. He has some people there locally, somewhere around you, be in fervent prayer to find those people and to start coming together as a local body. There's strength there. There's unity there that provides the strength, provides comfort. There provides a whole bunch of other different things. That's biblically speaking. The local body of believers, the local church. Okay? If you have any other questions about that. Now, notice I didn't say Find the, the nearest thing that's labeled a church. Don't uh, just think about that. Okay? All right. Verse number six. Now we're going to see here uh, the working of the Spirit through the gifts, uh, through some of these things that were given uh, within the local body, the called out local assembly of believers. And it shows where this strength comes from. Look at verse number six. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. We're not all the same. Okay? If we're in a local body, 
if we are in some a local group and we're here locally and you're within 30 minutes of me and we are of like mind as far as doctrinal, okay, and we get together, you have different gifts than I would. You may be better. God has given you the, uh, the gift of, of teaching, so to speak, and maybe some other different things. He's about ready to get into some of these things right here. Now, remember, the completed word of God was not yet given. There was still prophecy. Now, people try to use this prophecy as saying, well, that's just preaching. Yes, in a way, because we're just supposed to proclaim the word of God. But these were still, for this time, was still given. So, look, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. I'm still not really clear as to what that means, but it seems to me that we're let God speak through us, okay? Now, now we have the completed, perfect word of God. This is all we're supposed to give people, not our opinions, just this. That's it. Verse number seven, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching. Wait, meaning just attend to that. Okay? Be patient in that. Do what your gifts you've been given to do. Okay? Or he that exhorteth. That's interesting. On exhortation. You mean there's a gift of exhortation? I firmly believe that. There's a lot of uh, brothers in Christ that I've been around um, in my life that are very good at that. Seems like God has given them the gift of exhortation. When you're like, wow, I just, man, I just don't know. They're always there with a, a, word for, a word of God and exhorting me. Now, I have, still have to have a free will, and I still have to, uh, <laughs> to go through with that. I have to live it out indeed. But I, I truly believe there's people, men and ladies, that have the gift from God of exhortation. It says it right here. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. So those that are exhortation, given exhortation, keep it simple. Give the word of God. He that ruleth with diligence. Well, he that ruleth, them that have the rule over you, there is there's biblical authority within a local body. That's not something that we lord over each other, but there's safety there. Okay? Um, with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Okay? Let love be without dissimulation. Now, the only other time that this word is used in the entire Bible is in Galatians 2.13. Just to show you that Paul was not only dealing with this in other places, but through the power of the Spirit, he was writing other churches and local groups. They would take these letters and they would spread them abroad. That's how we have them. That's why we have the TR, the Texas Receptus, it was received down through the ages, preserved by God's power. He is capable of that. And let's go to uh, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 13. This is exactly where um, the, other, the only other time this is used. And somebody's saying here, okay, Jesus Christ is still the head of the church at the end of the day. Amen. That's right. There is no head of a local body. Okay, that's that's just weird. There's not a lot of bunch of different heads running around, but there is structure within that. By the way, not somebody that's not accountable to the rest of the the, the believers within the body. 
they hold each other accountable. I didn't set it up that way. God did. So, uh, But here's the example. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 13. And the other Jews, this is speaking, uh, well, let's go to verse 12. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles, speaking of Peter. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them that were of the circumcision. Okay, pretty clear. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas was also carried away with their dissimulation. Dissimulation. See, they were separating over these things, these meats and everything. Same thing he was dealing with back there in, uh, let's see. Well, he will deal with in chapter 14. Okay, we'll get to all that. But he's also dealing with the Jews that were here in Romans 9, 10, and 11. Okay, and even other places in the book of Romans. All right, and I promise I'll get to all these, uh, these comments here in a second. All right, so that's the other place. And by the way, I looked up the word because I'm not the uh, smartest. Uh, individual, just to kind of see uh, exactly what it says. So I went to uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary, and it says, Dissimulation is a noun, the act of dissembling, so taking something apart, a hiding under a false appearance, a feigning, false pretension, hypocrisy. Dissimulation may be simply concealment of the opinions sentiments or purpose but it includes also the assuming of a false or counterfeit appearance which conceals the real opinions or purpose somebody that's dishonest to your face keeping what they really are wanting to do you know those backbiters those ones that are kind of hypocrites dissimulation among statesmen is sometimes regarded as necessary vice or as no vice at all Uh, webster puts that in there for some reason seems like a politician to me so that's what dissimulation means. Let that speak to who it needs to speak to. Continuing on, though, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. Yeah, I'll, I wrote something down. I'm going to bring that up a little bit later. All right. Uh, Verse 11, here's just some interesting things. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now, whether that business is outside of the body in your local everyday-to-day life, I I don't know. I think that has to just do with every every part of everyday life, just business. Okay? Not, Not to be slothful in that. Okay, that's part of the curse, by the way, too, that we have to work, you know, and that's that's what we're under. But God doesn't want you to be slothful. He wants you to work hard. Okay, that's just an everyday life. By the way, what type of testimony does it give if you're not you're a pretty lazy person and you're not uh, giving your best effort in whatever it is that your hand fighting to do? What kind of testimony is that to? People that are like, ah, oh, he's a Christian, but he, man, he is so lazy. Let that not be said of us. Let that not be said of me. Work hard. Rejoicing in hope, verse 12, 
patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Now, I used to, uh, I used to think about, uh, you know, prayer and, you know, there's a, we've been going over it as, as a local body talking about prayer and what it is scripturally. And, you know, I used to think that it was going to the Lord and asking for things. I really did. There's a famous book out there um, by John R. Rice. Speaks exactly about that. Talking about prayers, asking, and so forth and so on. I can't remember the name of the book right now. If somebody knows it, you can put it down here in the comments. But, uh, yeah, that's not what it is. How are we to be continually in prayer? I've always wondered that. Or we should be like closing our eyes, asking the Lord for things like nonstop. I don't know. I don't think so. As we've been going through as a local body talking about prayer, it's surrendering your will to his. Look it up. Every time Paul talks about prayer, he's talking to Timothy and everything like that. That's what he's praying for. He's praying for Timothy to not, uh, and where was that at? See, it just it just popped in my head. We were talking about it last night. Uh, bear with me one second. Uh, bu- bu- bu. Where does it talk about fully persuaded? Is that first or second Timothy? Why can't I remember that right now? My apologies, that happens to me sometimes. Yes, Second Timothy. My my apologies. All right, and the name of the book is Prayer, Asking, and Receiving by John R. Rice. Yeah, that's not what it is. If we think that it's some God is some sort of magic, you know, some kind of genie in the bottle that we just go to him asking for things. Now, don't get me wrong. He wants to hear from you. But the purpose of prayer is the surrendering of our own will to his. That's why the first act of a, the instantaneous upon belief act of a, shows that repentant heart and somebody that gets saved, they're going to naturally call upon the name of the Lord is because that shows that surrender of their will to his through the power of the Holy Spirit, wherein we cry, Abba, Father. Uh, But anyways, where uh, it talks about uh, in Second Timothy there, where he's talking about uh, prayer. Okay, verse number three. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing. See, there it is, without ceasing. How does he do that? It's because he's continually in his heart, giving over his will to, to the Lord. He's surrendering continually. You have to die daily. You have to continually do this. Die to self. I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is, within, that is in thee. And as you go down through here, it talks about stirring up the gift of God, given over to the Spirit. Walk worthy according to that Spirit that's within you. Jesus, that's a very good point. Stephen uh, Woodruff here, I want to give you uh, credit. I was about to mention that. It's a very good point. Jesus praying was an example of that. He prayed in the power of the Spirit, not my will, but thine. That same Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, which, (laughs) 
that leads me to this next point. Okay. There's been a lot of discussion about a lot of different things recently. There's a video that I won't mention who would even put it out. JT knows. We talked about it today. Uh, Jesus Christ didn't have some sort of second Holy Spirit. He was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The Spirit of Jesus Christ, he was fully man and fully God at the same time. He humbled himself and took on the form of a servant, body, soul, and spirit. He didn't have another, there's not some sort of soul that's eternal that somehow was created at that moment. No, it's always been. That's the Father. And through the power of the Spirit, he said, nevertheless, not thy will, my will, but thine. It's the same Spirit in which he cried, Abba, Father. The same Spirit that's within us, Christian. The Spirit of Christ. That's Romans 8. It can't get much very clearer than that, okay? There's not a second Holy Spirit. Okay? Anybody that says, well, I absolutely believe the eternal Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit, not never created. So, if Jesus had a second spirit, or he had some sort of other spirit, that means there's two Holy Spirits, by definition. And it's not the case. He was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Can't get much clearer than that. Fully man and fully God. Do I understand that? Absolutely not. But I have faith in it. Faith in it. Okay. So, thank you for bringing up that point about Jesus praying was an example of that. It's also, you know, people say, well, when you shouldn't be asking. Asking is a work. The people that talk about the Romans 10 controversy and Romans 10, 13, that's asking. That's a work. No, that's showing the work that's been done inside of you. It's the natural thing that happens because you surrendered your will, came to the end of yourself, godly sorrow that worketh repentance. I'm getting worked up right now just, just talking about it. I need to calm down a little bit. Let's get back to it. Just do a study on prayer. Don't take my word for it. Go through every single bit of the New Testament and look about any time somebody goes to the Lord in prayer. Okay, next verse. If that wasn't controversial, quote unquote enough, verse number 13, distributing to the necessity of the saints given to hospitality. Now, if that distributing to the necessity of the saints was just monetarily, you know, okay, then that's a really good point. We should, that's, we should be given distributing to the necessity of the saints. But that's also how we should be praying for each other because it's right there, right after it talks about instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints. It's still talking about prayer. Lord, help my brother and sister out there to be surrendered to your will today. That's really how we should be praying. Lord, help me. Lord, please, help me to be surrendered to you, not my will, yours, what you have for me. Well, my mom is sick. My mom, by the way, who just came on here, uh, you know, she's in the hospital right now. She collapsed the other day. Is that scary? Yeah, that's scary to hear your mom collapse at the hospital and don't know what's going on. By the way, love you, Mama. Glad you're feeling better. But at the same same time, I had to immediately say, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Lord, I give it over to you. Your will be done. I pray for her healing, of course. But Lord, if it's not your will, I don't want it. 
and help me to understand I'm surrendering my will. My will is that she gets miraculously healed. Well, that's asking and praying, you know, like prayer is asking and, you know, how to receive, you know, the name it, claim it type of kind of philosophy. That's not what prayer is about. It's surrendering your will to his. That's hard to do. Lord, I really want this young boy to be cured of cancer. That's my will, though, Lord. Lord, your will be done. It's kind of hard to explain, isn't it? But to a born-again believer who's been given over to the Spirit, it starts making more sense when we are to have the mind of Christ, which we're about ready to get to. But the necessity of the saints. You want to know how to give? Somebody has a need. You know, there's verses in the Bible that talk about if you see a brother that needs a stone or that needs bread, are you going to give him a stone? How much more is our Heavenly Father, who's we are brethren with, we are heirs to the riches through him, how much better of things that does he have for us? And what's the worst thing that can happen to you? You die? Absent from the body to be present with the Lord. Amen and amen. Given to hospitality. What does that sound like? It's one of the uh, uh, requirements of a, of a bishop that they be given to hospitality. Not just to a you know, bishop. See, not just for them. It's to a man of God, which includes ladies. Okay, it's, I'm gender neutral, I guess you would say. Man or woman, it doesn't matter. Given to hospitality. If any one of you are coming through this part of the country and you need a place to stay, brother, sisters in Christ, email me. Talk to me. My house is your house because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. I wouldn't tell my own sister or my own father or mother to be like, yeah, you can't stay here. Come on now. That's the type of love we're supposed to have for one another, given to hospitality. I'll give you the shirt off my back if need be. Why do I need it? It's just all going to burn up one day anyways. If you need it, it's yours. Now, how do we treat those that are without? Verse number 14, how, how do we treat those that are without the body? They're, they're the ones that were outside. Well, the Romans knew, uh, you know, the church there in, in Rome and, all, and about the uh, country of Italy knew all about this, didn't they? Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Well, how am I supposed to do that? Through the power of the Spirit. You can't do it within of yourself. It's only through him, through his power or else you're going to fail. How many times has somebody done something to you? Uh, hold on. I'm going to get to that here in a second. Verse number 15, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. That's another part. Now he's coming back to this local body here. <laughs> I would love to. I, there's a lot of good friends, you know, on here that I've started developing friendship with. We have fellowship with. We talk that to each other. Uh, through Skype and different things like that, but there's something there's something about uh, if they're rejoicing, I would love to be in their presence, rejoicing with them. If they're weeping, I want to be there weeping with them. But we're separated because we're not in the same locality. But you need that in your life. 
God has designed that to have to be in place. I pray that the will of God, you be given over to the will of God. And it seems like to me that the will of God is to gather with local brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that you meet them. I pray that you meet them tomorrow, even tonight. God, send somebody your way. All right, verse number 16. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Man, we're going to park right here in this verse. Verse number 16. Why do you think why do you think this phrase keeps being used by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? Why does this phrase, mind, always being used? Well, I've told you what I believe it's actually talking about. It's letting your spirit, your mind, be subjected to the mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit. Let this mind be in you. Turn over to Philippians chapter 2. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. See the same theme. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other each excuse me. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion of a man, this is also good, just keep reading it, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, because he was in that corruptible flesh. He was able to die fully man, but still being fully all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, even the death of the cross. Verse number 17, back in Romans chapter 12. We're almost done with Romans 12 here. I hope this is, uh, I hope the, through the power of the Spirit, this is uh, working on you as it was working on me, as I went through all this study and just new things every single time that the Lord is is breaking off of me. Condescend to men of low estate, meaning mind not the high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Essentially, just meaning quit looking for all the people that are, you know, the high born, you know, the the people that are like important of this world and trying to go at, you know. I, I gotta. Well, we this person here in our local body, he's got a whole lot of money, so I'm, I'm gonna mind him. I'm gonna mind to him. No. Again, what is your heart at in that? Paul says to here through the power of the, the Spirit, but condescend to men of low estate. That doesn't mean like look down your nose at them. It means be on the same level with them, eye to eye, not looking down on, on them but lifting them up. Be not wise in your own conceits. Boy, what a warning is that. When we think we're professing themselves to be wise, as that verse goes, 
goodness. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Christian, I wrote down right here, and I wanted to get to this. The quote-unquote, well, they did it to me. Notice this as all men. It doesn't talk about those that are within or just those that are without. It's speaking of all men. People talk about, well, they did it to me. I, I have a question. Show me one place in the New Testament where Christians are to think about ourselves. Show me one place where we think of ourselves. We are to think of ourselves. Show me that anywhere where it's like, well, they did it to me, so I'm going to go after them. It's going to start talking about that here in verse uh, 18 and 19. If you are a born-again believer, if you are a Christian, you have the mind of Christ in you. Don't be given over to the flesh, because in your flesh, you will go after somebody. Uh, right here, though, you'll start thinking about yourself when you get in that flesh. But right here, though, this is convicting to me. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Well, they did that to me, so I'm going to do it right back to them. You're in, if you're in a local body and somebody does something to you, die to self. That's hard to do. Have love for the brethren, die to self. Just because they did evil to you and they got into the flesh doesn't give you an excuse to get into the flesh yourself. Those that are without, those that are not saved, careful. Now, he's going to give some clear practical application here, though, so, so we're not somebody that just gets walked all over. It's about to come up right here. Verse number 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men, to that point where it's all possible. And you'll know when that is. I use this verse uh, when somebody talks about, do we have the right or God-given right to self-defense? Um, defense of our family and so forth and so on. I give you an example of the uh, the thing that take place at that uh, I believe it was a Church of Christ or something like that. I, I forget down in Texas. Um, the world is waxing worse and worse. That man, as much as he lieth in him, was trying to live peaceably among all men, and somebody else tried to kill a bunch of people, killed too. And that man. Use deadly force. How many more other people would have died if he hadn't? So I use this verse to mean to me that to that exact moment where I just, it, I just can't, it's to that moment I have to react, I have to act. Try to extract yourself from situations. Don't be looking for fights. Um, but as much as, as much as, if it be possible, if, if it's possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. See, something's already happened to you. But rather give place unto wrath, the proper place where it's supposed to be. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. Boy, you want to talk about dying to yourself? If I got one loaf of bread left, and my enemy is hungry, you mean I'm supposed to feed him? Die to yourself. Be given over to the Spirit. 
and then feed them. All these things hard to do in of yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, uh, if you're a moderator, I, there's a comment on here. So if you can uh, look at that for Brother Gabriel, please. If he thirst, verse number 20, continue and give him drink. Or in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Oh boy, imagine that. Somebody's like, man, I, I don't like that Mike D'Angelo over there. Excuse me, mom and dad. Michael. I don't like that Michael D'Angelo over there. Boy, no, you know, I hate him. And uh, they're but I'm really hungry. And then walking down the road and I see them and I give them something to eat. What does that say to them? Man, he knows I hate him. But he gave me something to eat in my, in my hour of need. I really needed to eat. That's going to heap coals of fire on his, on his head. That can also mean something else. Okay. I think that is a good testimony, but also through the power of the Spirit, there can be conviction made there. Hey, you see that? He truly has the mind of Christ. There is a difference about that person. Why do you think that is? It's because right now he's not given over to his flesh. He has the mind of Christ. He's been renewed in his mind. He was regenerated at a point through the power of the Holy Spirit, made alive. Verse number 21. Verse number 21, but over, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. That's John 16, 33, 1 John 2, in verse 13 through 14, in 1 John 4, 4. I just want to return, uh, just turn to one of those for sake of time here. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Show people Christ in you today. So we took a little bit more time to go through that chapter, but I really, really, really wanted to give um, uh, attention to Romans chapter 12 tonight. I had a lot on my mind. Again, apologize for coming in late here on YouTube. Um, but uh, I think we haven't had any kind of glitches, though, tonight. That's been good. Anyways, all right. As fast as I possibly can, and if... I don't get to your comment and you have a question or a comment or something like that, please uh, comment down below on the video later on. Um, and if you're on Facebook and you wanted to say something, um, I don't know if anybody posted anything on that. I'm trying to look around here right now. No, I'm not seeing anything on that. So I think there's no comments on that. All right, so I'll go back to the YouTube stream here. Okay, so I'm back on the, uh, the YouTube stream here, and we'll go up here as far as I can and try to just really quickly... Uh, Brother Swope here is talking about there is no universal invisible church. Each church is local only. 
Yes. Uh, there is a body of Christ, though, the, his, his church. He is the head of the church. And so, again, we try to make that point. Um, I wanted to show that distinction. There absolutely is a distinction between local bodies and the bride of Christ, the, the church, the called-out assembly, which one day, amen and amen, uh, before the time of Jacob's trouble, we are going to be caught up the catching away of his bride. We're going to be the called out assembly pulled up out of here. And that's uh, the catching away before the time of Jacob's trouble there, before Daniel's 70th week, or however you want to put it. And of course, uh, Brother Gabriel, Jesus Christ is still the head of the church. We mentioned that. And Brother Swope is still talking about the uh, different things there with the local body. I'll let you guys read that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Brother Gabriel says, uh, talking to Brother Swope here, oh, they're talking to each other, so. Uh, Brother Swope says he's going to send me a, a list, uh, an email with a list of books you should, you should read. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, let's see. Brother Gabriel says, uh, amen, uh, well, all praise, honor, and glory to God there. Amen, Michael D'Angelo. Using the genie logic of give me what I want is an excuse for false converts. We'll use to fall away from the faith and become an atheist instead of pleasing God. Uh, instead of yourself. Yeah, I can, I can kind of see that somebody's made a, maybe a false profession or they, they have a head knowledge, so to speak. And, uh, well, God didn't give me what I wanted. Uh, he must not be real, so to speak, and go go down that path. I, I have seen that. Okay. Yeah. And he, and of course he, he's talking about that. Uh, and my mom is here in the house. <laughs> you got to keep an eye on that Kevin D'Angelo. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay, nowhere in the New Testament does any book, chapter, and verse say to think highly of yourself instead of God. That's exactly right. We're not to think of ourselves, ever. Okay, Uh, Brother JT, Proverbs 25, verse 21, If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. Yep. Uh, Paul definitely knew his scriptures. Those things that were written aforetime. Uh, that's also in Second Timothy, I believe. Mm. Man, we went through that Second Timothy one. If you just read that, and Paul's heart for Timothy, and some of the things he said. Uh, where was that at? Written a four time. Where was that at? Somebody remember that? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Romans 15, four. I was in that earlier today. So that's why I was thinking about it. Thank you, brother JT. For whatsoever things were written a four time were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. 
boy, is that true. Man, I can't wait to get to Romans 14 and 15. I can't wait to, at the end of this, uh, when we get done with Romans, uh, we may just go right back through it again. Boy, what a rich book to believers, to the brethren, um, to remember those things. Okay. uh, Another one, uh, Proverbs 25 and verse 22, heap coals of fire upon his head. Amazingly enough, quoting scriptures, Paul was. Uh, Brother Gabriel says, I've buffered at times on my end. Ooh. Well, I didn't notice it on my uh, my broadcaster that I did ever drop any kind of frames. So if it glitched a little bit, I, I do apologize about that. I think it worked out better tonight, though. Uh, somebody let me know if you, maybe if you saw some problems. I think it definitely worked out a little bit better than it did last time. Uh, last time it was storming outside a little bit. It was cold and windy. So that might have been affecting some stuff. But Okay. Uh, Jay Stoy, which again, I, I think that's the first time I've ever seen you here on, my, on, uh, on this channel here, brother. Uh, Jay Stoy, thank you. I, need to hear, I needed to hear this and be reminded of this tonight. Well, amen and amen. All praise and honor and glory to him. Um, as, as I mentioned to somebody earlier, we're just to proclaim the word. That's it. I'm just like, I'm just the conduit to read and just as God's speaking to me, as far as what this is doing in my heart, <laughs> uh, I'm just bringing those things out and just mentioning those things out loud. That's it. Just being a conduit, just proclaim the word, preach the word. That's our only responsibility. So if the spirit has used that to, uh, to edify you, to encourage you, to admonish you, Jay Stoy, um, I, I praise the Lord for that. Amen. And amen. Brother JT says here, I love verse 19. It's always a good reminder for me as to how I need to conduct myself. That being said, also, it is comforting to know that God is righteous, judge, and will deal accordingly. Amen. Uh, I personally think, I guess you're talking about Romans 15, Brother JT. I personally think verse 1 and 2 are very important, and every babe in Christ needs to try to memorize them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to it too. And Brother Gabriel, this live stream is a little bit better than last time because the last time it would glitch out at times and the audio was inconsistent with the video. But this time it was buffering only. Okay, well amen. Mine has had the little circle turning the whole time, but the video is constant. Ooh, I wonder what that means. Uh, Mom, if you're watching on, are you watching on YouTube or on the on uh, Facebook? That the circle is turning. You shouldn't be able to see anything. I haven't seen a glitch on uh, Facebook every time I've been over there, but who knows? I mean, maybe. Oh, Brother JT. Uh, Romans 12, verse 1, yes. Verse 1 and 2 of Romans 12, yes. That's what you were talking about. Okay. Yes, amen. Um, and that's interesting, too, with the King James language there. That's why it's so... <laughs> Go to the King James Bible, folks. It's perfect. It's the perfect word of God, preserved. If you, By the way, if you think that God can't preserve his word when he said that he would magnify 
his word above even his name. I, I have questions for you. I have deep concerns for you. Really deep questions for you. I have a lot of concern. God said he would preserve his word, and he did. There for a reason. And when he uses terms like ye, he is speaking about the individuals, but it's also speaking about that, that entirety. It's a plural uh, personal pronoun there. The Y personal pronouns are plural. The T personal pronouns, the these and thys, are speaking to individuals specifically, but can still be applied to everybody else too. The word of God is powerful. Amen. Brother Gabriel, same thing I've had. The circle in the video pausing and buffering and then playing. Hmm. I wonder why that is. I'm looking at my stream health, and it has been good the entire time. So, man, I just don't know why. But that's okay. The word of God won't return void. So, anyways, does anybody have any other questions? Um, we've already gone a little bit over time, but uh, again, Romans 12, get into it. Get into the entire book of Romans. Read it. Read it through like a letter, just like you just received it. Read it all the way through, and you can see it come alive in, the, in context. You know, people try to chop it up. Oh, I'm going to chop it up. This is only speaking to this. Come on. It's speaking to the church, okay? Speaking about things that they were preaching and to remind them of who they are now in Christ Jesus and to stop going back to the law. Because now, remember grace. Were it not for grace, where would I be? What is that? How's that go? Wandering down some lonely road to nowhere with my salvation up to me. I know how that would go. Okay. Well, if we don't have any other questions, we're going to close it down in we're going to close it down in about 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 and 1. And that's it. If you have any other comments, concerns, questions, leave them below. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff, and just share that stuff. Go to the uh, YouTube page if you want to go to uh, the uh, the website. Let this mind be in you, all one word dot org. I have forgot to mention that uh, I've been starting to get that developed, and then all the audio podcasts that will be available later on tonight. And uh, there's also a PayPal if you feel led to give something. I don't. I hardly ever mention it because. Don't really need anything. The Lord provides, and uh, I'm fortunate um, as far as he's been good. So good to me. More than I deserve. So. All right. Love you in the Lord. Um, God bless you out there. Um, surrender. Surrender your will to the power of the Spirit, wherein that Spirit that's in us, that we can cry, Abba, Father. He wants to hear from you. Have a personal, you have, you're saved, you're born again. You have the ability to have a personal relationship. The veil has been removed. We can now come boldly because of what he did for us. Because of grace. Man. Amen. And amen. All right. I love you in the Lord. Uh, be ambassadors this week. Every single day. Die to self. Remember this 
in uh, share, do all those kinds of things. Like I said, love you in the Lord. God bless you. And uh, join me next week. It should be same time on the same day, Lord willing. Okay? All right. Have a good night. God bless you.